Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen of Red Nation, it is a pleasure to be speaking with you this evening. Jeremy Brenner here. And today, Michael Brown, this was a rough loss. I mean, we've had rougher, but this game was just up, down, left, right, east, west, north, south, and eventually landed on a Rockets loss. Lots of breakdown. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be on Hard My Take with you, good sir. There's a, there's a lot to break down from this game. Good, bad, indifferent. I saw a lot of things tonight that are either signs of positivity going into game three or troubling trends that we're seeing that could ultimately lead to the Rockets going home. Yeah, I mean, this game had... A lot of everything. The first quarter, the first like six minutes of the first quarter made it seem like it had been first to 100. Then 
the Lakers go on this crazy run. They are up by 20 before you know it. And then the Rockets are clawing back. And then the second half hits, and they go on a tear. And then the fourth quarter hits, and the the momentum shifts once again. There was a lot of momentum shifts during this game. Seismic ones, too. And, yeah, there is a lot to break down in this game. This game is definitely a main course, not a side dish tonight. Let's Let's get to the obvious, okay? And, well, I mean, the way I see it is the obvious. I'm, I'm sick and tired of Scott Foster. The, the league has to do something, is what I'm going to say. Flat out, has to do something. There were too many calls tonight. Again, a Rockets player got hit in the groin area, no call. There were phantom calls all over the court tonight. So let's get that out of the way. Scott Foster is terrible at his job. He should probably be fired by the NBA, which he won't be. Um, but the fact that Scott Foster gets put into this game, not a coincidence. I don't know if you feel the same way. I don't. I'm, I feel, honestly, and this is unpopular from Red Nation, I think the Scott Foster arguments are tired. I think they are a waste of time. I think they, you know, com- contribute nothing positive to the discussion. And the Rock, like, the Rockets didn't lose tonight because Scott Foster made some phantom calls. I mean, the one that I will say that I thought was absolutely crazy was Russ's fifth foul, where it was the loose ball foul that led to a Rondo free throw when it was... I mean, I can understand that being a charge. Like, you could you could sell me on that, and I would have been okay with it. I might not have agreed with it, but I'd been okay with it. But a loose... How, it's the first ever foul in NBA history where a, you... It's the first ever loose ball foul in NBA history when the player has the ball. But that... Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, that's part of my problem. Is I hate blaming the refs. I don't. I hate being that guy. Like that Scott Foster has nothing to do with how the Rockets lost this game tonight. I'm sorry, it just isn't the case. It's a component of it. It's It's not nine. They're one in nine in their last ten games in the playoffs, refed by Scott Foster. That is a very unlucky coincidence. And I and I tell you this. Yes, there are some, but honestly, at this point, like. You complaining about Scott Foster, like, what's that going to accomplish? It's not going to accomplish anything. I'm exactly getting it out now. I'm getting it out of my system now. I'm just telling you throughout the game tonight, there were calls that were blatantly missed or went against the Rockets. Yes. Flat out. Period. And here's the thing. And the NBA should look into it, which they won't. Um, So let's get. I'm the kind of person that, look, if you. If you argue that your team lost because of the referees, then you're not good enough. Well, and to me, I don't. I think the Rockets lost this game because Russell Westbrook made some careless mistakes. James Harden made some careless mistakes. The team, you know, and the Lakers played for the most part, other than that third quarter, pretty well. And you know, it's okay. I'm okay with losing because Anthony Davis. Uh, was pretty good tonight. I'm okay with losing because LeBron was LeBron. What I'm not okay with is losing because Rajon Rondo nearly had a, tr- a double-double off the bench. What I'm not okay with is letting Markeith Morris drain four threes on you in the first quarter. What I'm not okay is just the defensive lapses that took place 
during the first and fourth quarters today. Those are the reasons why the Rockets lost tonight. Not because of what Scott Foster did, not because of anything that the refs called or anything like that. The, the reason why the Rockets lost 117 to 109 today is because the Rockets made too many mistakes and the Lakers capitalized on those. That is it. There is no, like to me, any other argument is invalid. Yeah, it, you're right. It's my argument on it is it's a component. Everything that, but it's a small component. But there was a major cause that went against the Rockets tonight. And they did. First of all, you can't there get was the calls that went against the Lakers, too. You get down by 20 points in a playoff game and expect to win. And the Rockets had a chance to win. They didn't execute in the fourth quarter. Russell Westbrook was terrible tonight. I mean, Russell Westbrook was otherworldly bad tonight. You know, here's my thing I am not pleased with Russ's performance. There were some shots that, like, Here's my theory, and this is, this is you know, we can talk about this. Russ took seven threes tonight. Now, he's never been a three-point shooter. Like, that's not what he does. I don't know if he felt pressure to shoot threes because of something that happened in practice, or maybe he was, you know, draining three left and right in practice. That's what I think happened. I think the Rockets were practicing yesterday. Russ must have made, like, 10 threes in a row, and they're like, oh, watch this. Wait until this happens. And then absolute clunker in the game. And that's the thing is just Russ just made some poor choices tonight. Is that the sole reason why the Rockets lost this game? I would say it's the biggest one. I would say it's the biggest reason the Rockets lost this game because if there, there's so many plays that come to mind. Russ was taking a three when, like, especially that last three that he took. When he was wide open, he had Lou Dort range. It was, you know, all all systems go. But in that situation, what Russ would do normally is Russ would drive to the rim, and either he'd get the he'd get the two, or LeBron would come play help side because he's defending. He's he's watching PJ Tucker in the corner. If he brings LeBron closer into the paint, kicks it out to PJ, and PJ is there for three, and PJ. That was his spot tonight. He made four threes from the corner. So that, to me, like, it's just small, like, lapses in their offensive game tonight, especially from Russ. Now, the other, you know, Eric Gordon did pick up a lot of that slack. Daniel House did pick up some of that slack. But ultimately, like, Russ is your star. You got Russ for a reason. You didn't get Russ to shoot 4-15 in a playoff game and 10 points. That is not why you went and traded you know, two first-round picks and Chris Paul for for 10 points in the playoff game. That's not what you traded him for. Well, the the biggest factor in his stat line, seven turnovers. You yeah. can't turn the ball over against the Lakers because they will kill you. He made, some, he made some stupid errors. What I will say, though, and the reason why I'm not entirely frustrated, like beyond belief with Russ tonight, it, it's like I'm at like – on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of frustration, I'm at like an eight and a half, nine with Russ tonight. Not a 10 because I honestly think it was just he he caught a bad night shooting. But the effort was there with Russ. There was – there were – like he was – you could tell he was fighting for every rebound that he got. He picked up 13 of them. Uh, that was a game high, 13 rebounds. Nobody got more boards than Russ tonight. And I think that saved him a little bit in my graces because – 
you could tell that he was trying. You tell you could tell that he wasn't checked out of the game. You could tell that he was getting frustrated, yes, and he made some poor decisions on the offensive side of the ball, but the effort was there for me tonight, and and that is enough for me to say, you know what, okay. It's game two right now. Maybe if maybe if the Rockets were trailing, if they if they lost on Friday, or if he hadn't played well Friday. Like that's the thing with Russ. So Russ has played now four games in the bubble, right? Four or not five games. Five games in the bubble. They're three and two. And I would look, we're gonna get a better game from Russ on uh Tuesday. Because what we saw in game what we saw in game six when he played this poorly was that in game seven he cleaned up his act because he knows what he needs to do. He's very aware in what he needs to fix. He had seven turnovers in game six, and then I think in game seven he had zero. So what I hope that we see from Russ is, is growth uh, but, from this game. The, the only unfortunate thing in the fact is that the Rock, this was a winnable game for the Rockets. They yeah. were winning going into the fourth quarter, and you don't want to just give up games that are winnable, especially to the Lakers, because, look – there's been a lot of talks about the Lakers needing to treat the Rockets like they're not the Blazers. Well, the Rockets also need to treat the Lakers like they're not the Thunder. And I think that there there are some – we're not there yet. I think now that they got this uh, they got this game under their belt, maybe they will see them more like the Lakers and less like the Thunder. I think so. I'm not – like tonight's game doesn't make me push the panic button. It would have – if they did not conquer this comeback, the only Which, way the only way I would be panicked right now is if it was two nothing. The most frustrating part of tonight was you were right there. You had a lead, like you said, going into the fourth quarter, and you let one slip away. And the Lakers are typically a team that it's not even like they came out tonight where I was that impressed with them. Did they play well? Yeah, they played well. They played a good game. LeBron is other world, and so is Anthony Davis. But like, you let Markeith Morris beat you. That was it. That, this, that's all. And Kyle Kuzma as well. The, the, the bench had 39 points tonight. And the Rockets just 13, all from Daniel House. And I, Austin Rivers, what, first of all, what is going on with Jeff Green? I mean, Jeff Green has been downright bad, it feels like, for the past, what, four games, it feels like? Four or five games? I, I mean, don't know. I think, I think Jeff Green in this series is being taken out of his – like, what made him so effective in the OKC series was that he was seen as more of a offensive figure. And that's more of what his game is now, I feel like. That's his best fit in this Rockets team. However, given the fact that – Anthony Davis is playing center and you know, the Lakers just play a bigger lineup. Jeff Green is being seen as more of a defensive player in this series. That's not where he shines. Look, the thing with Anthony Davis is I feel like no matter who you put on him, he's just going to score just because he's that good. I think they need to. It's okay. And that's okay. that Anthony Davis scored 34. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with LeBron scoring 28. That's fine. That's 62 for the two of them. We're, that's expected from them. But like we mentioned, you can't let Kuzma go off, or Kuzma have 13. You can't let Markeith Morris make his first four threes and drop 16. You can't let Rondo, who is, you know, not 
known for his offense at this point in his career play as well as he did on the offensive end tonight. That is that is where you lost this game, in my opinion. You didn't lose this game because of AD. You didn't lose this game really because of LeBron, although LeBron did play very well, and there were, you know, he was a plus 15, and the moments when you could tell that the Rockets were kind of knocking on the door, LeBron would come in and kind of defuse that, and that was huge for them. But in my opinion, that is where you lost this game is on the bench because – and, and look, that might be the the hopeful sign for the Rockets here, the saving grace, is that usually Marquise Morris, I doubt if he has a game higher than 16 points in this, in this series. But you have to make sure you prevent that because you, you forget that a guy like that can do a thing like that. Two things. Number one, I think it's time to go to Bob Muta. No. This- no, yeah. Mike, it's not. What is Balamute going to do? The guy hasn't played in two years. Defensively. Yeah, but that's not like. But Defensively. he's 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 in. No, Jeff, no, 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 no. Mike, Mike, no, no. I'm I'm telling you right now, no. Well, then shame on D'Antoni. No, not shame on D'Antoni. The reason why Luke Balamute isn't playing in this series is because he's not good offensively and that is the difference with it that's why ben mclemore is not playing because ben mclemore is a liability defensively that is why rivers has been you know not playing but we don't know about liability the thing is if you put luke bamuti out there it takes away from the rockets offensively yes it does add something defensively but you've had the number one defense in the bubble without luke bamuti so why are you going to change that what is that going to do it's not like the defense tonight was that bad i'd say look the Lakers made 56% of their shots, but a lot of the shots they made are shots that the Rockets are okay with them taking. The Lakers hit them tonight. They hit them on one night. That's I, it. They're not going to – I'd be shocked if the Lakers have more – I'm, I'm going to give them one game. But if they get two more games with more than 117 points tonight in a game, I'll, I'll be shocked. And they deserve to win the series because that is not their game. Their game is we're going to play defense. And all they have is Anthony Davis, LeBron James. But tonight they had Marquise Morris, and that's why they won this game. Not because of anything the Rockets did or didn't do. They don't need to change the personnel. They don't need to change the wheel. It's not about the Rockets making the adjustments. The Lakers just made the adjustments that were necessary from game one. They did it. They won by eight. They nearly lost because they nearly blew a 20-point lead, for crying out loud. But this is not the time to just reinvent the wheel and change everything because you lost one game. But it's not about reinventing the wheel. You can't keep trotting guys out onto the court who are clearly impacting the rest of the guys. And that's what Jeff Green was tonight. Jeff Green was a minus 26 tonight when he was on the floor for 22 minutes. You talk yes, about- Jeff, Green was, Jeff Green was on the floor during that first quarter lapse where everything just – the Rockets – it, it, it's like the Monstars came and just take took away their basketball talents. That was that first quarter where they were giving up every three to Marquise Morris and they were turning the ball over on like three straight possessions. That, that, that run in the late first quarter is what did the Rockets in. They came back from their lead, but the hole that they dug for themselves in the first quarter came back to bite them in the end. Because had that just been cut in half, from 36 to 28, had they just given up 28 points instead of 36, 
they'd still be playing a fifth quarter because then it would have been overtime. And whether or not they win or lose in overtime is a totally different story, but that first quarter lapse where they went from, you know, down like two to down 16, that was what did it meant. But you can't keep shrinking the the rotation, which is what he's doing even more now. You know, basically he, he had some guys out there tonight, eight guys really, because I, I consider Macklemore and Rivers a, a a pair now. But also, like, but it's but that's they played a combined ten minutes. You, they need it, even if it's for a few minutes is all I'm saying. Now this is going to fall on deaf ears because of course D'Antoni's not going to do it. But I'm saying from watching every minute of every game like you and I do. I don't know if the way he's handling this rotation can make it six or seven games against the Lakers. I don't have a problem with the rotation. I really don't. Well, <laughs> I really don't because, like, it's look, the Lakers played what? Like, the Lakers played eight guys tonight, too. If you, I mean, JaVale McGee left the game, so that's why he didn't return. Deion Waiters played the same amount of minutes that Ben McLemore did. If you take those two guys out, they play, he played eight guys. So it's going to come down to our eight versus their eight. And I would take our eight over their eight. Well, they, but off of their bench, they're using Kuzma, Morris, Rondo, and Caruso. All get viable minutes. The Rockets have two guys that they give viable minutes to off of their bench. And I'm saying it's going to come back to bite them. And I'll say it again. If you weren't, if you're not going to play Carroll, you're not going to play Bob Mute, then why did you sign him? But also, like... Because you need to fill out the roster. You need 17 guys there. But, I mean, who would you have given less minutes to tonight? Jeff Green. Okay, Jeff Green played 22 minutes. That's less than what he usually plays. Well, I'm not saying to give any uh, 10 minutes to Carol or Bamute just to see what it looks like. That's all I'm asking for. It's going to hurt. Severely hurt their offense, and that's not the issue here. But they don't need offense. They do. They yeah. only scored 109 tonight. Yeah, because Russell Westbrook has been absolutely terrible, and Jeff Green's stuck. And you exactly. still- so if you put a shooter out there, if you if you take so that's the thing with Russ is is Russ is not a shooter, and tonight he acted like one, which is totally dumb. But Russ is the only non-shooter that the Rockets have. the The best lineups tonight were when Harden was out there with four shooters. So if you take one of those shooters away and you put in Carroll or Balmute, guys that can't shoot, it ruins your efficiency and your potential you know, production from that lineup significantly. Well, we're not talking about I, – I, it can be a different lineup that you put out there. And Carroll's a 35% career three-point shooter. But he hasn't played. What? It's but, not like you can just come out and just be like, you know, warranting late, you know, late season, late playoff minutes. We're at the point where we're approaching like the, the nitty gritty of the playoffs. And I'm not going to put in a guy like Damari Carroll that's played a handful of games for the Rockets out there in these crucial, crucial minutes unless guys above him are injured. That's the only reason I would play any of those guys is the- if there was an injury. The Lakers did it with Marquise Morris, and it paid off. The Lakers are doing it right now with Rondo, who has who didn't play before 
this series. Yeah, in- that is the one. The one, but also Rondo's been with the team for the whole year. And Carroll's been with the team. Carroll's been with the team since February, and then went on quarantine, and then came back. But you have. But all I'm saying is, at least the Lakers are utilizing their auxiliary pieces and letting leaving it all out on the court. I don't feel like the Rockets are doing that. Yeah, I disagree. I don't think the Lakers are either. Well, I mean, who didn't they play tonight? They didn't play Dudley, Dwight, and J.R. Smith. That's not, that's, not, that's not what it is. It's more of the it, – for me, I feel like the Lakers, like other than – like, look, you take tonight, Morris had a good game. He didn't have a good game in game one. Anthony Davis had a good game tonight. He didn't have a good game in game one. Rondo has been the best player off the bench for them in this series. But also, part of that is the fact that the Rockets are letting Rondo just take advantage and be a significant player on the offensive side of the ball. And I know that the numbers and the law of averages state that, and he's similar to Lou Dort in that regard because Lou Dort was terrible offensively, and you know they let him shoot. And it nearly cost them their playoff life. But they did it anyway, and it paid off. And I think with Rondo, it's the same thing. And I'm not too – I'm not too – but, like, Rondo was, like, Boston Rondo tonight. And, and you can't let that happen. If Rondo plays the way he did tonight all series, I'll be surprised, and the Lakers deserve to win the series if that's the case. Because that gives them a legitimate third member of that, like, big three. Like, honestly, like – Rondo played really well tonight. Like, I think people forget how, like, yes, points is one thing, but also defensively, five steals. Offensively, nine assists. Like, he was a facilitator out there, especially during the fir- the latter end of the first quarter where the game was put out of reach. The main portion of the game where the Lakers, that points to why the Lakers won this game. And at the end, he played really well at the end, but also... Let's keep in mind here, Rondo is someone that has not played in six months. He went, apparently, according to the broadcast, went over his minutes restriction night. Like, Rondo, and he's going to need to go back out there for another game in two days. So, if Rondo can withstand this, I'm willing to take a chance with the Rock, with what the Rockets are doing with him and let this smooth out. He's, and I'm okay with that. Like, but to me, it's just, you can't let Marquise Morris do what he did. And with Anthony Davis, you got to find a way to contain him a little bit more. That's it. Tucker, moving to something positive about tonight, P.J. Tucker was outstanding. Yeah, like, P.J. Tucker was really good tonight. Robert Covington had a pretty good night. Eric Gordon was great and picked up a lot of the slack that Russell Westbrook left out there. <laughs> Daniel House was really good tonight as well. So, like... The Rockets didn't play super poorly tonight. It's just, and I would say James had an okay game. James didn't have a great game in my eyes. I think that, um, I think he did struggle a little bit with the defensive looks that they were giving him. Still put up 27 points, so I really can't be too, I can't really complain too much. But assist and two steals as well. Yeah, it just, he, he did kind of, he was a little less careful with the ball. He did commit five turnovers. That is probably the one strike against his game tonight. Like he shot what he made smart decisions shooting the ball. Um 
he made smart. He was really good passer tonight. Um, that was something that I noticed. Like it was similar to the rock. Like it was similar to the Harden that we had seen when uh, kind of last season when Chris Paul would be hurt and they would double him. You know, right out of the gate, and he would still fi- he would find the open man, and he did a good job of doing that tonight, especially in the beginning of the third quarter when the Rockets were making their run down 16 to up five. That he that was a crucial part of why that run was so successful. And I'm content with if Harden plays the way he did tonight, the Rockets will not. It, the Rockets will be a very tough out. I won't say they will win this series, but Harden did his job tonight. He can do a little bit more, but I'm content with what he brought tonight. If this sh- the Rockets should be up two nothing in the series, there's no reason to lose that game tonight. They lost the game because they didn't execute. You know, they did not. They didn't take care of the ball. They they gave up way too many easy buckets, and they missed way too many easy buckets. How many layups did we miss tonight? It felt like we missed. Yeah, especially in the especially in the early part of the game. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Daniel House missed a couple gimmies. Um, you know, they they need to pay attention to the finer details. But I'm not panicked after tonight. This is just one of those losses that is really infuriating to a fan because you were right there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, would, I, I hate to say this. I would have rather have gotten blown out tonight. I would have felt better about a blowout. No. Just to get it out. Just if to get a blowout it. happened. Well. If a I'm, blowout happened, then I think the Rockets would be – would have a tougher hole to get out of. But what tonight proved is that the Rockets can hang with the Lakers. And when the Lakers are at their peak, which is what we saw in the first quarter tonight, the Rockets can recover from it. They just need to play four quarters of good basketball next time. That's it. They played two pretty good quarters, one one great quarter. So the third quarter was great. Second quarter was good. Uh, First and fourth quarter needs improvement. Yeah. Not good. I'm sick and tired of – of LeBron and AD. Yeah, we get it. We get it. The networks love them. We get all of it. I'm, but I'm sick and tired of seeing it. They need to come out game three and punch the Lakers in the mouth. Because you, you've seen it. When you do it early, you, the Lakers will not climb out of that hole. I don't think. Even well, that's, when- that's the one thing we haven't really seen in this series is, is can the Lakers pull out of a hole like that? We know that the Rockets can. And to me, that's good confidence that they have. And the Rockets have this gene in the playoffs. I think ever since the Rockets lost the Spurs series, where they got blown out in game six um, in that series, ever since then, the Rockets have played every game in the playoffs real tight. Every game that they've played in the playoffs, they've either won or they've been in it. And I think that that game and that loss taught James Harden a lesson and I think we're seeing it come into fruition now and like because the Rockets like during the Warrior series in 2018 they were down by a lot in the fourth quarter on the road they won that game four um to even that series in the conference finals then um they hang they would always hang tough against the Warriors last year they I want to say they had a comeback or two in that Warrior series as well so to me, this was a good sign. This iteration of the Rockets can recover from those games. And in the middle of the game, they can make those adjustments in the middle of the game. 
Mm-hmm. What I want to see, though, is is just adjust a little quicker. Because if you had adjusted, because in that first quarter run, there were two wins. There was that first win, and I remember tweeting, I was like, oh, let's see how they uh, react to being down by double digits. Because I think other than late in that overtime game against the Thunder, I don't think the Rockets had been down double digits in the playoffs. And this was the first time that we'd saw, seen that. They went down like 11, they took a timeout, then they were down like 15, 16, 20. And then I was like, okay, let's pack it in. But then it was, you know, then they were climbing. And then they, they came back up top. They conquered the mountain, but they didn't have enough slack. And that is frustrating because if this series comes down to one game, and if they were to lose this series in game seven, you, this is the game you're probably going to look at first. And you're going to say, well, if we just held on in game four or game two, we would have won this series. But at this point, you have to just brush this game aside, focus on what's next, and, and you know, do better. With how great AD was tonight for the Lakers, he was still a minus seven in 36 minutes. Because he's on the court during that uh, onslaught in the third quarter. Well, right. And when LeBron was out in the or in the second, that was the one thing too that really bugged me about the game tonight is when Vogel took out LeBron and AD in the second quarter. I want to say there was like ten-ish minutes in the second quarter. He took out both of them. And look, I'm not someone that knows the Lakers like the back of my hand like I do the Rockets. But to me, when you have, and maybe I'm just thinking about the rotations that D'Antoni's had when he's had two stars but to me I would always have either LeBron or Anthony Davis on the floor at all times that gives you the opportunity to have the best player on the court at all times but he took LeBron and um he took LeBron and AD out at the same time and I want to see it was like around the eight minute mark yeah so they were down 17 and then the Rockets you know pulled to within uh I guess it was eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And then well, Ron came back in and then kind of distanced the Lakers a little bit more. Did, I think there it was just a situation where they were up by 21. They tried to get their star some rest. I mean, I, I don't. This is not the Portland Trailblazers, Mike. This is the Houston Rockets. And I, part, of, part of the reason why the Rockets came back is because they made a dent when Vogel made a coaching error by sitting the two of them. And look, maybe if, you know, maybe by sitting those guys, you gave them more rest and energy for the fourth quarter. But, I mean, like, even, like, D'Antoni wouldn't do that. Yeah, they're, I'm looking at their box score now, and I'm recollecting during the game, not only was Morris big for them tonight, it felt like Danny Green found his shot tonight. He had a better game. He wasn't like someone that – he wasn't – I wasn't like, oh, my goodness, Danny Green's having a really good game. But, I mean, he had a solid game tonight, definitely better than game one. Um, but I don't think he was like a huge difference maker for uh, the Lakers. I'd still I'd still want to take – like I'd still try to ISO him with either Russ or, or Harden. But his points tonight were the difference in the game. And I that, would, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, he did make some big threes, and he, when I when I saw him catch the ball, I was like, 
I, it, it's probably going in. Um, but I wouldn't say, like, Danny Green moved the needle too much tonight. No, I'm, I'm speaking in the terms of we lost by eight and he scored nine. And yeah, but this is what it comes down to. lost by eight and Marquise Morris had 16. Sure. No, no, no. I'm just saying that the – when you play teams like the Lakers and you play teams like the Clippers or, or whoever's got stars, it always comes down to, you said it earlier, the stars are going to get theirs for the most part, you know, unless you're, you know, Russell Westbrook tonight where you scored what, nine points. Yeah. But also 10 points. Yeah. But, but also Mike, if you look at this, LeBron and AD at 62 combined Harden and Westbrook 38. Who yeah. won tonight? The Lakers. Yeah. You look at game one. Game one, uh, excuse me, Harden and Westbrook. Harden at 36, Westbrook 24. That's combined 60. Uh, Anthony Davis 25, LeBron 20, 45, 60 to 45. It's 15 points. How much did the Rockets win by? 15. Yeah. It's going to come down to who that, – that's the two things in the series. If – the bench, it's going to be bench versus bench and stars versus stars. And tonight, the Lakers won the stars matchup and the bench matchup, and they won this game only by eight points. That's the, that's the good news. They, despite clobbering them on the bench scores and in their stars, they only won this game by eight, which, led, which leads me to believe that the Rockets will be okay and that it, they're not too far away like I still think the Rockets have a decent chance to win this series I think the Lakers do too but I I feel like we knew that a Lakers loss a uh, Lakers win was going to come but it wasn't a super dominant one and to me I think the Rockets have played better overall basketball in the first two games than the Lakers have and that is is a good sign and a good takeaway from after tonight's game. Yeah, no, that's spot on. So, what do you think about Game Three? Yeah, let's let's talk Game Three. Tuesday night, uh, nine Eastern, eight Central. Um, the Rockets, Russ needs to play better. That's number one. Number two, the Rockets need to have an answer for when they double him. Because that's something we didn't see in game one. It's something that we haven't seen in a few months, actually. Uh, obviously, with the pandemic taking four months out of the uh, four months between the seasons. But even because ever since they got Covington, we'd rarely seen the Rocket, uh, any team double Harden because you're leaving a shooter open. And this won't be the last time that Harden gets doubled in this series. I'm expecting it to happen in game three as well. But when you double Harden, you're leaving a good shooter wide open. Unless it's Russell Westbrook. But then you're letting someone who can uh, drive into the paint real easily wide open. And the Rockets should be able to combat that. And the zone as well. I think the zone was an interesting look that we saw from the Lakers tonight. I thought it was very effective, especially when they first rolled it out in the first quarter. However, with the zone, if you can hit the right pocket in the zone and may collapse on you, 
you can put a shooter right wide open. That's why the zone is rarely run in the NBA and rarely run against the Rockets because the Rockets have good shooters and you don't want to leave a shooter you know wide open. And the Rockets were able to beat the zone a few times tonight, but the Rockets need to be more prepared for that in Game Three. And I, I think that the when the Rock when they brought it in, it kind of threw the Rockets off guard and they didn't know what to do. And that was the main reason why they fell so far behind is because they needed to adjust better to that in the game. And I think they're going to be obviously, you know, more aware of it going into game three than they were tonight. And if they can do that, and if Russ can play a little bit better, we're going to need to see similar production from the other three starters, Gordon, Tucker, Covington. You'd like to see a little bit more from the bench, but I like our chances in game three. I think I think we what we're seeing right now is is a lot of what we talked about before the series began. Uh, very up and down series. Very a lot of variance, a lot of different looks. And I don't think any of these two games will be the same. I think we're going to see a totally different game in Game Three. And that's what makes the series super exciting to watch, is because you're not going to get the same thing every night. Yeah, I, I need to see the Rockets be more physical. I thought they were physical tonight. You thought they were? I did. Yeah, I. besides Tucker, I thought Tucker and Covington brought it tonight. But I'm talking more emotionally, not physically. They need to come out and they need to remember. Like right now, I think Austin Rivers is playing with no confidence. I think Ben McLemore, no confidence. Um... Well, they're barely getting time, so that's understandable. Right, but you need them when they get on the court. You know, Rivers was 0 for 2 tonight. It just doesn't look like he's shooting with Rivers, a lot of options. Rivers looked lost tonight, and it wouldn't even surprise me if he doesn't get minutes in Game 3. I hope he does because he could be someone that's val- – he played really well in Game 1. So to see him just have one game that knocks him out of the rotation completely would be – very unfortunate, but I think Rivers will have a better game three if he plays. I assume he will probably play, but he needs to – he's someone that also rarely has two poor games in a row. My my other – I have two more keys to game three. The second being you got – Jeff Green's got to find his game. He's got to find a way to be impactful on game three. The offensive end, especially. Especially on the offensive end. And number three, th- this, this game is gut check time for Russell Westbrook. You, you're making 30-plus million dollars a year. You are a superstar. You are the, you've been called the emotional leader of this team. I think it's time that you need to put everything aside. You've got to figure out. What what is your your stamp on game three going to be? Because you're Russell Westbrook, you're gonna have a stamp on the game. Tonight, terrible offensive game, but he 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 had a good game on the boards. He was fighting for rebounds. But what is his impact or his stamp going to be on game three? Is he gonna be a guy that says, you know what, Eric Gordon, you go do your thing. I'm just gonna sit back. I'm gonna, you know, shoot seven threes. I'm only gonna make one of them. I'm gonna miss free throws. Also felt like we missed a ton of free throws tonight. Um, yeah, there were some missed free throws tonight. I think from Russ, though, what we saw in game one that was really successful for him was the mid-range. 
and we barely saw any of the mid range tonight. Yeah, and I'm okay. Like, like he needs to be okay with that. And like, that's the thing that's just so weird is tonight he looked like some like he's an exception to the rule for me, similar to how Chris Paul was because Chris Paul was you know money from mid range. And so is Russell Westbrook when he wants to be, I guess. And that's most of the time. But, like, in game one, he would get that, you know, sweet spot where he likes to bank it off of the backboard. Like, we didn't see that tonight. And part of that is props for the Lakers because they were able to deny him that shot. But also, like, Russ just made poor decisions tonight. He made poor decisions. And, and that's, you know, he's the kind of guy, though, that – you he's really really good where he's really really bad and that's it's an eric gordon thing too when eric gordon's really good he's really good and when eric gordon's bad he's really bad and that's the thing with a lot of these players in this team and it makes the team so stressful to watch is that when they are good they are really good championship good when they're bad they're really bad and it gets them out of games. And it has been what has held them from winning a championship for the past four seasons is the fact that they let these really bad moments come at the wrong time. Yeah. They, they've oh, got – they I'm, you know what I'm getting tired of? Get these really good moments more. That's all. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting tired of Harden – when he when he says post game that we got we have to come out with more energy, you know we picked up the intensity in the second half. Where is it at the beginning of the game, dude? You know, and it's not an indictment on him. I thought he was I thought he was really good tonight. I I thought you know good plus minus. He scored the ball, got to the rim, did a lot of really good things tonight. They've got to come out of the gates fast, man. I mean, I'm talking Kentucky Derby get going kind of fast because if if you give the lakers the confidence of yeah we're better than this team we're gonna you know that's what that's what you're doing is you're giving them that confidence and they battle back tonight all the credit in the world to the guys on the floor tonight who led that third quarter comeback because it was awesome yeah great to watch that's the thing is is the the great moments with this team are so great to watch but the moments that are not, you have to, you know, keep one eye open kind of thing. And that's this team. That, that's what it's like to be a Houston Rockets fan. That's what it's like to follow this team. And that's what makes the, the good one. That's what makes the good nights so good. What makes the bad nights so bad. But, you know, it could have been worse. It could have been worse tonight. I, I do think that there are some positive stay out of the game. I think we co- I think we covered that. I think that I think that we kind of just let it all out. The last 40 minutes we have really dissected this game. So, I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Hard in My Take. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at dreamshakesbn. Head to our website at thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Give us a like on Facebook if you're over there. And if you do not want to miss a single episode of Harden My Take throughout this playoff run, be sure to subscribe to us uh, wherever you listen to podcasts and download our podcast. We're reaching record numbers during this 
historic playoff run, and I can't wait to be back on the mic after Game 3 Tuesday night. Uh, and we will have that episode up Wednesday morning, so be sure to tune to that as well. And I have the absolute pleasure to do this with my co-pilot, Mr. Michael Brown. So give your final message to Red Nation and throw your Twitter handle down while you're at it. Yeah, make sure to check out Game 3. Uh, I think there's gonna be it's going to be a dogfight on, what is that, Tuesday? Tuesday night? Tuesday night. This is going to be a game that you don't want to miss. Because this could be a turning point for this team and this franchise if they can come out and put a beat down on the Lakers, which is what I am hoping for. And you can follow me at UH Big Red Hat Guy. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner, J E R E M Y B R E N E R. Thanks so much again for tuning into this episode. And until next time, go Rockets.